Fiber. Uh, all right, podcast. Dude, yeah, I can't say that. Choo choo choo! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay, so let's move seamlessly now. And I'm Turt Reynolds. Dirty uh, <laughs> then. Settle down, Don. <laughs> we need to give a parental advisory for this. Clicking furiously on my mouse. Eat the paella. Question's hot. All right, everybody, let's get swifty. That was cool. That was fun, guys. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to another Modernly Vintage episode of Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that knew exactly what game Corey was talking about when she briefly described the Metroidvania-style open-world platforming pinball adventure game last month. Jason, I knew exactly where she was going with that, and so that's what we played. Uh, I'm Ben Helms, and with me as always is my big brother and co-host, the man who will defend the second season of True Detective with his life, and who thinks the last season of Game of Thrones was a little too slow. Uh, the man who finished this game a little too quickly, uh, Mr. Jason Helms. How's it going, man? Um, I, I think my entire pop culture, like, compasses off. <laughs> I, I think I'm just... I, I don't know things. King and of I, the hot tank. It, it's you, not even a hot tank. It's you like, drink oh. and you don't know things? I, yeah, yeah. Anti-Tyrion? Just, yeah, I was like, well... But but evidently, from what everybody says, I'm the perfect Tyrion because he's he's not all that smart. He was not. And he smart. makes a f- yeah. lots of bad decisions, and I was just like, I really like that show. That was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Dragons, rar. Yeah, uh, it's neat. Uh, the dragon was anyway. like a dog. Did you guys see that? It's like, true. Like it nuzzled. It's like did. a big old dog. That. that was cute. Oh man. I'm happy anyway, for you though. Today we're also joined by one of the two people ever to serenade their wedding guests with a mashup of a song that included a portion of a track from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. It was her and her husband. Those are the two people. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, she's more ru- she's more wondrous than Willow's Warehouse of Wizardry and more awesome than Umbaba's The Amazing. Those are used, by the way. Amazing. I don't know if that counts as alliteration. But anyway, welcome, Ms. Corrigan Vaughn. What? what? Hi. Ms. That was know. nice. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed yeah. that. And yeah, I do think that we probably hold that honor to ourselves, so. the Dr. Horrible thing. I don't know. Bad horse, bad horse. He ro- <laughs> Did you see that, that video that Corey posted today, Jason? No. She posted it. They, a, it was them practicing like the day before your wedding. Yeah, somewhere was, in that vicinity. Yeah. It's like a mashup of some of your favorite songs. You pushed into one song. Yeah, one of was, them was from Dr. Horrible. We, um, so, you know, the whole first dance thing at weddings. Yeah, right? we all love it. I don't understand it. It makes me feel very nervous because sure. you're just watching someone dance. And I don't understand that as a thing. Um, and so I was like, I'm not doing that. But it felt like we had to do something. So I was like, let's do a first song. So we created a mashup of Invisible Touch by Genesis. Uh, and um, I cannot believe my eyes from Dr. Horrible and never going to give you up, of course, because uh. it was 2009 and you Rick had to Rolling. The audience. Yeah. yeah, Rick Rolling was just the kidding. Thing, we're man. not actually getting married today. Yeah, oh. right. Like, psych, everybody go home. Gotcha. Leave uh, the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I was visiting Chelsea, our, my uh, maid of honor in Texas, and she like scrolled through her stuff and found this video. So I posted it today. So, okay, I got to go watch that. That's a thing that happened. You can check that out. But yeah, I realized as I was watching that video today, while that was happening, the day before her wedding, or possibly during the wedding, you and I were at a Dr. Horrible's <gasps> panel at Comic-Con. In San Diego. In yeah. San Diego. Which oh, we you may, rat we, bastards. We That's why you were not at my wedding. wedding. Yes. Oops. I just want you to sit in that. Yeah, I think, uh, I believe we were driving down Highway 99 <laughs> on the way back <laughs> from backpacking. Ben goes, yeah. Corey's getting married right now. <laughs> <laughs> you dicks. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Anyway, this is a great time to mention that Corey (laughs) will be joining us henceforth as a permanent member of the MOMF team. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Corey. I'm a man of low moral fiber. You are. You are. Woo. Oh, good time. I'd like to thank the Academy. Yeah. The MOMF Academy. I'd like to thank you guys for for some reason putting up with me all this time. (laughs) I feel really good about this. This is really, it's a momentous occasion in my life. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to salute our wokeness for considering a woman to be a man of low moral fiber. I think we yeah. just take a moment a really to good really point. celebrate ourselves. And, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And a black woman at that. It's really, it's go. a very, very woke woman. 
Wait, should we change our name to White Men of Low Moral Fiber just to make <laughs> yeah, it just to all like, not true? Really? Yeah, just like <laughs> oh, seal in gosh. the incongruity. Oh my gosh. All right, so let's move. This oh. is going to be a three-hour podcast, okay? Yeah. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Today, we we're talking all about the 2018 pinball phenomenon, Yoku's Island Express. That's right, phenomenon. And I use it that word. It's a phenomenon. Not just, just because it changed Corey's life, uh, but that word specifically, uh, if you Google it, uh, one of the definitions is a fact or situation that is observed or exists or happen, which this game exists, especially one whose cause or explanation is in question, which I'm questioning <laughs> a few things for how this game got made and why it exists. Anyway, hey, ben, uh, I just want to tell you, as a grader of college English papers, yes. <clears throat> every good one starts with the dictionary According defines phenomenon. <laughs> yes, yes. Nailed it. Uh, oh, do you know how many papers I just said <laughs> oh, no. never quote the dictionary on in the past few the days? The best part is I looked at actual dictionary websites and I didn't like theirs, so I just went with Google's. <laughs> you made it up. I was like, no, I need Google's uh, to be the word. So you anyway. fudged it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This That's is a podcast. Fudged it all up. That's inconscionable. I'm done with this show. I'm First. out. First. All right. So we're going to talk about... <laughs> Man, this is going to take so long. All right, maybe this is like a trial period with a third host, okay? Because this is taking way too long. We'll have like a 90-day trial. We'll reassess. Gotta All right. keep us on track. Here we go. We're going to talk about the development so of the important. game. Then yeah. get into the gameplay. After that, we'll play a tasty round of what's the beer, what's the song, which again, two-thirds of that won't be beer. So what's the drink? What's the song, maybe? Maybe I need a new jingle yeah, for that. Yeah, it feels like, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot, yeah. actually. So, All right. Oh, yeah. now your input matters. Dang it! I know, all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the drink? What's the song? I'll work on the, the drink. The, it needs to be song. something that's inclusive of gout medication. That's it true. <laughs> something about allopurinol or colchicine will be great. Easy to rhyme that. Sounds like a Queens of the Stone Age song <laughs> in the making. Oh, Nicotine, alcohol, allopurinol. All right. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Ecstasy and alcopurinol. All right. We'll talk about what else we've been playing. What we're playing next month. Jason has a little uh, presentation, a little diorama that he's made for that part. Uh, and we'll even talk about a little uh, month in the news. Month in the news. Uh, all right, Corey, let's start with you. We're actually getting into the game. Uh, it is 3.30 in the morning. We started at 6 o'clock. Here we go. Uh, can you tell us how you first discovered this gem of a game? Um, probably as most non-gaming people did, scrolling through <clears throat> the recent releases on my Switch. That was basically what happened. Oh, nice. I was looking through, and generally, like 99% of the games, I'm like, I don't want to play that. 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 And then I was like, this one has pinball! <laughs> and I don't, did you guys, like, did you guys have Windows? Yes. Like, when you yeah, were a kid? Yeah. And it had that one pinball game yes. on it. I, like, briefly referenced it in the last episode. But, like, that was my everything. All I really wanted to play was that pinball game on my old computer. And Wasn't so, that one called, I was like, like, modern pinball or, like, future pinball? I, I felt like it was, like, pin, today's pinball. Yeah, you know, I I actually even might even have it on here. I think someone like put it on Steam, nice. And so I think I actually might have it on my computer somewhere, or it might be on my desktop computer. Regardless, I loved that 3D game. Three D Pinball Space Cadet. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It look, space Space Cadet. Three D Pinball Space Cadet. Yep. Oh my yep. gosh. Yes, yep. I'm looking that's at the one. Google Images now. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's still just as fun as it was in like 1993 oh, or whatever when we all played it. Sweet. And so I was like, yes, I would like to play pinball. And then it has like, like, honestly, I think what I normally do is I look at the like trailer that they have on there and I'm like, do I like the graphics? Yeah. Are they not going to give me a headache? Are they not going to weird me out like some like Ren and Stimpy <laughs> shit or things like that? You know, like I'm like, yeah. do I like it? Can I sit here and play this game? And I was like, it looks like fun. And so I just randomly, that's how I started playing Yoku's Island Express. It was nothing like you guys know, I'm not like a real gamer. You got, well, you are like now. A, you have your own gaming podcast. I am, I'm on a gaming podcast. I'm like a like yeah, legit you host one. Exactly. gamer Let, now. That's right. Ooh, Let me give yeah. you my special academic expertise in mm. video games. Oh my god! Which is um, there's a really good reason for why you don't identify as a gamer. Mm. Oh no! It's because you are a woman. I was gonna say, uh, is it because I'm a girl? Yeah, I think that might yeah. be a big part of it. There, that's actually so the. Jay, can you keep telling Corey things at. she doesn't know about herself? Yeah, can yeah. you mans can you mansplain to me why I don't consider Let me tell you why you think that. Why you, they, I, I want to mansplain that you are a woman. Um, <laughs> That's great. 
Okay, so she may not have known that. According to the study, they looked at uh, gender, race, sexual orientation, um, as in, and then cross-referenced with like what video games do you play? How many hours do you mm. spend playing the game? And then do you call yourself a gamer? Mm-hmm. And dudes call themselves a gamers n- no matter what games they played. Yeah, no matter, no matter how, how much, much time they played. Right. Interesting. And women who played more games and more games that were considered hardcore. There are competitive female gamers who do not, do not consider themselves gamers. Interesting. Interestingly, race and sexual orientation didn't have anything to do with it. Nothing at it all. It was just gender. That's a, I, I that's fascinating. Was one of the weirdest, right? That's I mean, like thing. it's not entirely surprising, but at the same time, you would think that other factors would make a difference. But I think, right. I mean, that makes sense for the amount of time. Like, I guess if you think about it, compared to someone who is like a complete non-gamer, yeah, I've played through Yoku's Island Express now four or five times. Wow, you know, like and and but it doesn't wow. take me long. I yeah. play it in like. Like the first time I played it, it took me a weekend or whatever. And yeah. then since then, it takes me like two or three hours. But there's probably more time than a lot of people dedicate to playing games. Yeah. Yes. Um, even if it's only once or twice a month. You had your own DDR set up in high school. I did. Yeah. I love DDR. I love and Just Dance. I have every Just Dance. Uh, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. Do you consider Ed you're a, a gamer? Oh, Ed is for sure. My little sister. So is who, it, yeah, sorry. You can explain who that is. <laughs> yeah, she's, I mean, she's allergic to the outside world. Yeah. So she just sits in her little bubble, my little sister, um, who is 30, by the way. Oh, um, no, she's forever 14. Yeah. <laughs> I can't accept that. She can't be 30. Yeah, she's 30 years old. Um, and she always, you know, our stepdad was a video game programmer. And she's always been really close to him and they built computers together to play games on and they play all kinds of stuff. And she like she was a little younger when my mom married him. So I think she got like really into the gaming stuff, whereas I am the classic 1980s, early 90s kid where my older brothers played games and I could watch, but they wouldn't let me play them. Right. And so I just never... Like, you know, I just never gained the skill to play that kind of stuff. But yeah, but, so in contrast to all of your siblings, hard to call yourself a gamer for that reason, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but I probably do play more games than a lot of dudes I know who do Yeah. in the, like, grand scheme of things. And they maybe would call themselves gamers. I don't, yeah. Know. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm about to be one, so. That's true. I'm going to use it all the time. By the I'm end gonna, of the podcast. I'm going to get a, a tattoo. Gamer. This gamer. 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 Wow. Tramp stamp. <laughs> greatest tattoo idea just gamer Are you a gamer uh look at the tat it's gonna with like a little mump yeah. above it don't put my, yeah. don't put our logo on that please yeah. no it's we will happening not license it for yeah, stamps uh that's an issue <laughs> I, yeah. we're gonna check with legal on that we will see yeah. you yeah no doubt God damn okay well anyways that's how i discovered this game was scrolling through switch so so Corey, let me ask you a question yeah to get us into the development section. Yeah. There you go. Called a segue. It's less of a segue when you call it out. You it keep on doing this. <laughs> Meta segue. <laughs> Killing me. I know. Okay. I couldn't think. I could, couldn't stop because you pointed it out last time. <laughs> and it's oh, here to stay. I'm so bad. So, um, did you know that this is a LucasArts inspired game? Well, I thought it was. And yeah. I, uh, but you guys' response to it made me well, question it. It's more like a rejection of LucasArts, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, maybe. it's really well of, of the late LucasArts just before. It oh, well, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Tell me. So, yeah. I'm so interested in how you guys experienced this game, yeah. because to me and anyone who has listened to episodes of this that I've been on, I have been perpetually confused and used tons of hints and all of this stuff to do all of these Monkey Island games yeah, and yeah. things. Or um, what was the other one I played with you guys? Uh, there was both Monkey Island games, weren't they? No, there's one more. What did Kristen and I play with you? I thought that was the first Monkey Island that you played. No, I think we played. Was no, it wasn't Thimbleweed Park. I don't know. Anyways, things that whatever I've played with you, I have been. I've used a lot of hints. I've been confused. I've wandered around aimlessly in these games and been like thrown off. And with this one, it was just really intuitive to me. And so I'm just fascinated by the disconnect between what I thought was the same kind of game, but easier, but clearly is a completely different processing thing here. Yeah. So Definitely. the connection to LucasArts is the guy who made it, Jens Anderson. Yeah. Um, worked at LucasArts. 
So okay. It, so, so I wasn't really, completely really off. Direct. No, it's right there. <laughs> and he, so he did AAA game stuff. Uh, he made a game called The Darkness, which was really well received. He was on that team. Um, and then he wanted to kind of go off and he had this dream that he would just work on his own or maybe with two or three other people and do a game in a year. One year, one game. With a small team, he could do it. Okay. And so part of that journey, he went to LucasArts uh, as he kind of was like, well, I'll do my own thing a little bit later. And then he, the game that he was going to do with him fell apart. And then as he was leaving, LucasArts itself fell apart. And That's convenient. It, it was, he didn't have like the best memories of them. He didn't say negative things, but it was, it was clearly not a great place to be in that particular moment. And then he went off and created his own kind of design studio and connected with the artist, um, Matthias Snig or Snig S N Y G G. You're correct. Sure. Cool. Whatever yeah. pronunciation you say, it's I agree. One. Yeah, it's definitely that. Oh, um, Sniggy. You definitely said it right. I looked at a bunch of his other art and the, the rest of his art is just dark. Oh, wow. Really? And like, like death and it's wow. cool, but it's like a real departure. So I'm oh, okay. really interested in in Matthias. What also. what did you think of the art in this? Because I, I love it. I love I, it. Yeah, yeah I, I think really it's like beautiful. It. Really gorgeous. Same. Okay. At um, least we're on the same page there because that was oh, one of yeah. the things that drew me to it was just that I was like, I can see myself getting lost in the art yeah. of this game and the I love the music, but the art yeah. especially. Yeah. So they got together, um, the game designer and the artist, and they're like, "What can we do in a year?" And somehow in there, they came up with the idea of let's just let's do a game about a ball. I love the simplicity of that. Let's go back to the basics, man. And they're like, that's it's it's so small. It's a game about a ball. And then they're like, yeah, um, we could you know, LucasArts, right? Let's let's make it an adventure game. Yeah. About a ball. Then they're like, oh, pinball. All right. And that's the controls. And then they start selling. <laughs> yeah, the man, a ball, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. But really? You guys ever thought about what it's like to be a ball? <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, here we go. And you, you just pretend to talk. You don't actually have to do it. Jeez. <laughs> I know. You <clears throat> you really sold it. You got into that was some method stuff right happening. Anyway, back to All right. So then they get to open world pinball game. Yes. As like the the high concept tagline for it. Uh starts as a joke, but then it kind of became a thing. And from that was burst Yoku's Island Express. Oh. And I really think it's just, it's such a brilliant, simple concept. And I, th I thought it was really executed beautifully. We'll talk about some of Ben's issues with the game as we get into yeah. it. Uh, one more interesting thing about the development is they started it with Unreal. And then they came up with this really interesting um, position on Unreal. So Unreal is a uh, design studio. It's an, it's an engine and a way to make games. Um, the other popular one for uh, kind of indie gamers would be the Unity engine. Uh, that was used for Firewatch, uh, Gone Home, uh, and some of the other All ones. Of the games. Um, the Gone Home Park is one that up. used it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. And what they said is, um, I, I've got this great quote, uh, your game is influenced by what engine you're using. Any game you build in Unreal, you're going to do stuff because it's easy to do in Unreal. There are things that stand out and they're too convenient not to use. And if you have your own engine, you make very different choices. And I think that's very true that's kind of the way i teach writing to my students when you when you choose to write by hand when you choose to write you know in a in a word doc when you choose to write in an email you make certain choices because that medium makes those choices apparent, mm, mm -hmm. right you you pick that style yeah. of writing the medium is uh, the massage the writing. <laughs> right exactly yeah um thank you yes. marshall and <laughs> the um so they decided to make their own engine which is like Insane. Yeah. It's like <laughs> next level. And of course, it's the same thing that Ron Gilbert did with Thimbleweed Park. Um, even though he's working with Unity, he then like rewrote it all from within. Uh, I think they got out of Unity pretty quickly. Ben would remember that development better. Um, he's like, but, uh, so I, I, I think that stuff is just, <laughs> yeah, I think that stuff is just fascinating. Uh, yeah. People finding these tools that are really robust <clears throat> and saying like, yeah, but it's not a blank sheet of paper. And I want a blank sheet of paper. Right. Yep, yep, yep. All right, gameplay. Oh, nice. Yeah, Corey, I've been waiting for this for so do long. Do you want to start it off? Yeah, because you discovered the game. You, you call this, I think, your favorite game of all time? Yeah, it is. So Straight up. Tell us about like, your first couple times playing it and why you keep going back to it. I mean, I think for me, 
one of the main things is that you can't die. That is awesome. Um, because I'm so terrible at video games. And so just the fact that it's just kind of like, okay, do over every time you screw something up and not even like, you don't have to respawn. There's no, like you don't lose lives, anything like that. It's just kind of like, oops, oops. And you just go back to what you were doing, Oops. you know, like there's you, there's no stakes. And there's a part of me that really loves that there are no stakes to this game, you know, because I get so stressed out. I grew up playing like things like Wolfenstein oh, yeah. where and Doom. Yeah. And oh, I would be sitting there like putting on God mode, putting on invisibility, things like that, because I was so stressed out by the stakes of the game. And still terrifying, yeah. even though you couldn't it's die. It's still yeah. terrifying yeah. to this day. Yeah. All yeah. Duke Nukem for sure. All yeah. of that stuff. And so the fact that it, the stakes are kind of low in this game that you can't, you can't die. You can't really screw it up. The only thing is not finishing. That's the worst case scenario mm-hmm. is not finishing this game. I'm the worst case scenario. Yeah. You're the worst <laughs> case scenario for this entire game. Cool, cool. Um, and so I loved that about it. And then, like I said, I love pinball. So I just enjoyed the pinball elements of the game. Like, it's just fun for me. I can click around those things. Like sometimes it gets frustrating. Like you said, Ben, at some points that like, you're like, I've been stuck yeah. in this one for 20 minutes and I can't get out of it. That would occasionally happen. Yeah. And I'd be like, Oh, and I'd just be sitting there, like, staring at it, like, I must be missing something here. And that definitely would happen. But overall, I really like just pinball, so it only sort of bothered me. And then I liked the idea that you had all these little tasks that you could accomplish throughout it, but there was not necessarily an order to it. And only really a, a handful of those contribute to you beating the game per se. So like I played it again today and I beat the game at 53%. Nice. You know? And so I was like, okay, that's is that's a pretty like quick I probably could have done it faster if I were really emphatically trying to do yeah, that. Yeah. I, I want you but, to do a speed run of this game at some point. Yeah, and just see how fast I can I get wanna, through yeah. and actually, you know, w- like it would be interesting to do it. I I will let you know when I finally do that. But I get caught up because it's cute and it's fun and I like adorable things too. So, so yeah. It is. Something you- happened. Okay. On speedrun.com, the fifth place person set it at an hour and nine minutes. And there's a bunch of hour, nine minute, hour, ten minute. The top oh, wow. four spots are all under ten minutes. Hmm. <laughs> under ten minutes? Somebody found an exploit. And they're all within the past couple months. Yeah, like, I mean, and it makes sense because if you think about it, there's only one wow. task that you have to do to beat the game. Ben, did you ever beat it? No. Okay, so you never beat the game. There's only one thing. You just have to get like these instruments, play this one thing, and then free this one character. And the whole game is over, and you could potentially do that immediately. But you do not <laughs> become a god. Wow. Yeah, right. Like that's the thing. You're Unlike missing out me. on all this other stuff. I'm, but yeah, wow. here's to a, beat it, that's all you need. Here's a nine minute oh here's the seven minute speed run, I think. No, nine minute speed run. I'm gonna text you guys. Okay. <clears throat> and it's the number one uh speed run for this game. And it's Oh. I'm excited to see how they did it. Like wow. yeah, I like I think if I really focused on it, I probably could, but that's not why I play the game. Like that's not yeah, really exactly. That's not why we're doing it. Exactly. But it's, and it is interesting. I think that's the thing is like, for me is this, like there's something soothing about it. I love the music. I love the art and all this stuff. And yeah. just kind of like bopping around without necessarily feeling a like need to complete yeah. any one thing. That is nice. You know, yeah. I, th- I think I've got the entire relationship between the three of us. So I just want to get in real quick Ooh, to, to give this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I thought this do was going to take years to figure out, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> No, just well, sorry, it's taken just around, twenty. Oh just wait, oh, just this game. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. And so uh, Corey loves it. Uh, <clears throat> I like it a lot. Yeah. And Ben could not get into it. Yeah. And so that's fair. The differences between us. Uh, you talked about uh, stakes, mm-hmm. and you talked about uh, the adventure game style with puzzles, but you could do them in any order. Yeah. Uh, and they weren't all kind of central to the the nature of like solving it. Jason has it figured out. Um, the stakes are why I didn't love it. Because mm-hmm. I actually had a really different reaction. I think it's actually much more high stakes because oh, of my, my play style, which is when I failed something, I would fall down like the entire yeah. mountain. It, it would feel mm. like it took me 10 minutes to get back to where I was. Yeah. Right. Whereas a game like Celeste, which Ben, 
Did we? Yeah. We haven't done it for the show. We did we it? Haven't, no, we haven't done it for the, for the show. Okay, you suggested haven't. a few times. We will do it someday. I've uh, played it a bunch. I died over a thousand times. Yeah. You're uh, dying constantly. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. But the second you die, you're right <laughs> back gonna into it. love that. There's no reload. <laughs> it's like, you die and it's like, oh, no big deal. Yeah. So death is low stakes. Whereas okay. in this, it was actually failing things that was very high stakes for me because I was like, oh my gosh, this takes forever. Yeah. Right. Mm, it, especially when I get focused on one thing. And you're like climbing a big tower or whatever. Yeah. When I switched yeah, my yeah. mindset to just be enjoying the pinball. Yes. Like, yeah. which is Corey's mindset for it. It was like, it's so much more fun. Yeah. It's yeah. an absolute blast. Because I'd fall down the mountain and I'd just do a different task. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, wait, is there something else I can do then? Oh, man. Which like, brings us to point two. And I think our transition <laughs> into Ben. face was because, just like, nope. Yep. So <laughs> here's the, the reason in Monkey Island and in LucasArts games, there's almost no task that is not required. Right. Mm, and yeah. the order often matters to some degree. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, maybe there are three different kind of tasks that you could do in any order, but you have to do all three of those tasks before you get on to the next five. Right. So Ben's mind and my mind until I kind of like tried to get out of it, realizing like, oh, this doesn't matter. When I finally realized that delivering the packages didn't matter. Right. <laughs> that was when I was like, oh, let me go do other things. This is great. Right. <laughs> um, but for a while, I was very much in the same mindset as Ben, which is like, well, I have to deliver the packages. They've put these packages in front of me. I this guy just said I need to deliver all three packages right now. Yeah, that was yeah. very clear. A character told me to do the thing. I got to go do the thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, no, this is these are bonus things. These are extra. And I think if there had been maybe a little bit more guidance for us in terms of like, uh, hey, after you finish all your other tasks, maybe come back or along the way, if you find these people, that'd be great. But some way in the way it was presented, it felt like, oh, this is the central task. Yeah. And it got yeah. me off track. And so, right. Ben, I, I think that cuts over to to the things that frustrated you about the game. Yeah, I think I think you're hitting on it re really well. I felt very, very overwhelmed with the amount of things I needed to do. And I felt like yeah. once I was starting to figure out, I'm like, oh, I've got these people over here who are like burglars or whatever. I've solved their stuff. And I'm like on my way back to my home base. And then there's all these like five other things to do before I get back to where I was. I felt like I was never finding my like my center of like, okay, that's done. Close that loop. Next thing. And it was just like right. all these things. And there wasn't really a clear way of like having that task list, right? That's like all these unchecked boxes. I need, a, I need visual lists apparently. <laughs> uh, and I think that was just constantly stressing me out the like five or six hours or whatever. And I think that's something we come back to on basically any games that aren't really linear and less than like 12 hours just aren't a good fit for month sometimes or, or the way that I play month which right. is is all about mindset because it's not hours, right? We can put in 20 hours in a month into a game sometimes, but it's the idea of like, okay, I need to finish this game before this date. And if I, instead yeah. I treat it like, I'm going to set aside these three hours next, tomorrow night to just like immerse myself into this game. That's Which the mindset is, I, I need to have like more I felt like I kept on like trying to get that across in our yeah, text message being like, no, you have to like, like just lean in like that. It's like just... Just enjoy the ride, you know, like it's very it's my like hippie. <laughs> that's my that's my New England hippie upbringing. You know, I'm that's channeling fair. my my brothers who grew up in the commune, like, you know, just like just like be one with the game, bruh. And it's going to be like, yeah, just like roll your ball. Yeah. And like there's so many things in this game. Just roll your ball. Roll your own ball. Just like roll your own ball. That's where this that bumper sticker goes. <laughs> <laughs> like there's stuff like i don't know did you guys i feel like jason would have been more likely to have done this than you did but, i got 100 percent, so i did wow okay so like where you Boom. like you can change the ball uh-huh you know what? and it like makes a difference in like the way yes. that you complete a task i wanted more rewards for that well it's true <laughs> like yeah you don't get much because for it right? i made a poop ball and i oh. brought it over to the guy <laughs> who cute. was like rolling a ball Back in my day, we rolled poop around. You're like, oh, I'm a dumb I'm I like it. poop. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I know how to make this ball look like poop. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and I came back and he was like, that's right. Poop ball. I get like, you. Cool. I Rad. see you. You are old school. Here is two pieces of fruit. Yeah. Wow. What? They weren't what? even banana bunches? Are you bunches? kidding me? You know, maybe yeah. it was 20. Like, who knows? Right. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. At, at that point, I had the 600 wallet, fruit wallet. Right. And it was yeah. always at 600 until I hit some spikes. And then it was <gasps> right back up to 600 two minutes later. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's but like, it's just like these little silly things that are more like they're fun little tasks for you to do. But you really just have to be able to look at them as just that. Like, 
the way that I look at it is that ultimately Yoku's a postmaster. His entire job is to deliver mail. Yeah. So everything else, mm. including the central goal of this that makes you win wow. the game, wow. is peripheral to what his job is. Oh. Yeah. And so when you're like looking at it, it's like, this is just a dude rolling around the island doing his job. Then it all makes sense because you're just like, oh, sometimes he stumbles upon a thing he has to do. Yeah. Oh, you better Sometimes do he that. needs to save the deity of the island so right. it doesn't explode. Right, yeah, which my favorite is, Ben, you may not have like, I gotten it, to Corey, that. I get it, Corey, okay, I may not no, no, have no. done the thing. <laughs> no, 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 but just because you may have, this is like my favorite thing. I think I wrote it down because it's like my favorite quote in the game is so like when you do get to the point where you're beating the game, you find out that the little guy who has been helping you the whole time yeah so you know that like this was helping huge. you i use that like so the little guy who makes it so that you don't fall down little bumper mm -hmm. do you know what i'm talking about ben? Is, his is his name yeah. bumpy yeah, yeah, the yeah. bumper or something like what what is his I, name well, i can't remember i'm actually not sure that's a good yeah, the, question like, the puffer fish guy yeah the yeah. little puffer fish guy he turns out to be the central villain of the game and so Whoa. then he turns against you Twist. and he he says, sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your God. Yeah. Which I think is the most metal awesome. thing <laughs> on the planet. It's nothing just personal. Wanna I just want to devour your God. And, and the fact so that you can you can recuperate him. Right. Afterwards. Yeah. Right. right? There, you after you beat the game, there's the yeah. the the post game like you you're halfway done with the actual 100%ing, right? Yeah. You can go and do, as you're doing tasks, you can find him hidden in a cave that you have to just like suspect is there and you can roll in and you find him and he's like, oh, just, I don't know why I did it, guys. I just, <laughs> oh, I just Aww. wanted attention, I guess. And Poor you're like, uh, hey, hey, Bumpy the Bumper, it's yeah. okay. C come on, bud. <laughs> hey, Bumpy the Bumper. I'm and, pretty sure that's not like, his name. No, that's it. I, I nailed it. My name is Tim. It's like, uh, all right, yeah, let's do this together. And and it's like, from then on, every time he's your bumper, he's like doing penance. Oh. <laughs> it's very Christian if you think about yeah. it. You it's know, a Christian at the game. end of the day. <laughs> Man. Oh. Ultimately, when you're rolling around in that game, if you think of yourself as a postmaster, who occasionally saves the world instead of the hero who happens to be a postmaster. That's a good, that's a good perspective. It changes your entire perspective on how you're playing this game. To me, anyway. Oh, yeah. So, But did you ever feel lost when you had, like, people kept asking you to do things, and you're like, okay, I'll get to that eventually, and you're just trying to focus on getting to, like, one thing? I think, well, what you're saying about, like, the mail, the first time when you have those three things that you have to deliver the mail to, that... Distract the first time I played the game, I thought I needed like that was central and I need like I could not complete anything else until I had done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when it was like, wait, there's other stuff that I'm doing in between, I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird. And the first time I beat it surprised me because I think I hadn't delivered like one of the packages. Oh, and then nice. I beat the game and I was like, oh, I didn't have to do that. Wait, oh, so that, I, that wasn't that important. It was just a it was just a task. That's it. Oh, okay. But I did have that like the first time I played it, I think, where there were certain things where I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. I don't understand. But it just I think the mechanics of the game were more fun to me than when I got stuck in something like Monkey Island and I was just like, I feel like I have tried every permutation of the things that I have available to me and I just I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I need to look at something. That's that's true. I mean, that's that's something we I think we've talked about in the past, and we even posted the Nintendo article that Sean Thompson sent us, Jason, about uh, mm -hmm. one of the people who started Nintendo. We talked about the idea of Nintendo games at their base are about fun mechanics. Mm -hmm. No matter where you are in the story, yeah. no matter what level you are, yeah. no matter how many stars Mario's collected or you whatever, should be having fun. You should be having fun doing that right. thing at the moment, yeah. whether it's jumping or or in your your go kart, whatever the game is. That should be a fun thing, and this game very much does that. It very much reminded me of classic Nintendo games in that way, where mm, mm -hmm. like Donkey Kong, where it's just like no matter what you're doing and whatever the big overall storyline is, you're playing pinball, which is pretty fun. Yeah. At the end of the day, who doesn't love pinball? And that's the opposite of Monkey Island, right? Where it's right. Like, like there are funny one-liners <laughs> and the dialogue is witty and all that, but like 
you're clicking. Yeah. That's the, I don't know if this, Jason, if this goes under your nerdy presentation of the Vorhandenheit, Zuhandenheit, or whatever it is. Ooh, thanks for remembering things. The, the hammer. You don't see a hammer until you hit your nail yeah. or whatever. No, what is you're, the thing? You're, you're totally in the Zuhandenheit. These are not the hammers. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's just going back to but Dr. Horrible. The hammer is my callback. Got it. <laughs> there it is. Do you want to get into that now or does that not apply to this? Uh, no, it totally does. It's you're in the uh, the Zuhandenheit the whole time. You're the the system is not apparent to you because okay. you're so mm. in the flow of it. Yeah, you're yeah, just, yeah, you're just rocking. Uh, the hammer is not apparent to you when you're hammering. It's only apparent to you when you hit your thumb. Which also goes back to the medium is the message, right? Environments yeah, are invisible. Totally. Yeah, right? same kind of thought process. And I actually am part of a special issue on the rhetoric of pinball. Uh, and so I've actually published on pinball Shoot. and I did it as a flash animation where it moves as a pinball game. And so ah, the actual awesome. things that I'm saying are paddles, like knocking the ball around, doing things. I'll send it to you guys. You can How have I never like, seen yeah. this? That's a thing. Oh, what the heck, um, man? So, so I wanted to cool. talk about my favorite part and I'm just going to wedge it in here. Yeah. Um, but this is the moment when I was like, yes, this, this game, I finally get it. <laughs> and it was actually after I'd beaten it, which I okay. still liked the game. I really enjoyed it then. Yeah. Uh, and I had told you right after I beat it that I was like, yeah, it was a really fun game. Yeah. But the moment when I, I think I got to like Corey level, like galaxy brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's after you shoot off the rocket for the space monks and you climb this giant mountain with these three characters, one of whom is silent the entire time. Is that Umama? Is that right? That sounds right. Yeah. And I'm not great with the names then, but that, that sounds Umbaba, right, yeah. the amazing Umbaba. Amazing. Oh, there you go. And afterwards, he um, he talks and he's like, uh, "Hey, um, I found this little guy, and he's scared and alone. And um, do you think you could help him find a home?" That's like the like little bug dust mite thing. You're like, "Okay, yeah, sure." And then earlier in the game or elsewhere, I I found a tree that was really sad because everything around him, all the eggs were dead, and I'd helped him out. I'd found one more egg that was still alive. It was okay. And the tree nursed it back to health and it was this tiny little baby animal. And it was so happy. And I was like, you know what? You know who I bet could take care of this little weird dust mite thing? That mm -hmm. tree. That tree <laughs> really has this, you know, parental spirit about them. And like, I, I need to give, and I walked over to that tree, like right away I was like, I know where this thing goes. And I was like, hey, I got a new friend for you. And like every time I go by the tree afterwards, that little dust mite's there playing with the other animal. And it's like so happy. And the, the effect that I had on the game, it was like, oh my gosh, like this was so beautiful. Right. That's pretty awesome. That's where my brain was this entire time. It's like it's ultimately a game about doing good for people and like beyond what like really your job is right because again yeah, yeah. this is like yes. he's a he's the postmaster and he comes here and that like pterosaur or whatever is like yo hey can you do some stuff i'm out it's like <laughs> right? oh okay and he goes up and then it's just like every time he encounters someone they're like hey can you help me I've got a infestation yeah. of this I've got this going on I need to plant my Sittlings. spores somewhere whatever yeah, and he's yeah. like okay yeah and he just goes and does something. And throughout the game, you're just watching what happens when you selflessly help someone. Which, and you're a dung beetle who the life of a dung beetle is constantly like pushing a ball. Yeah. It's like a Sisyphean a right, yeah. <laughs> task kind of thing, right? Personified or animalified. Oh my gosh. We must imagine Yoku happy. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's the difference between Corey and Ben. It is. Uh, oh, Corey imagined Yoku happy. Yeah. What did that's I imagine? It, and you, nice. you saw Sisyphus. Oh, yeah. That's true. It, I saw something much more uplifting out fair. of and, this game. Yeah, true. And I just kept going back and forth, and that's why I'm in the middle. Yeah. Interesting. I could find joy in the moments occasionally, but it was not, yeah. That's fascinating. But I, it was a game that I would play again. Yeah, at the end of the game, Ben, if you do get 100%, yeah. you, um, there's a god buried under the entire island in an egg that it looks like a chicken or something sure. is like, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. And you get all the different, what are they? The wicklings. 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 Um, once you get them all, it hatches. Right. And you right. 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 Which it. is like the thing you're like the entire time. Like, what are we doing with these? Yeah. And then like, Oh yeah. Oh, there's a point. 
you yeah. ride it off into the sunset as it goes to find a new island to create. Aww. And you get to create the island with it. Like, you are a god. It's pretty freaking awesome. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Dude. it's just, I feel like there's, they have a point here with this game, <laughs> amongst other things. Yeah. But ultimately, it's just, it's a very uplifting game to me. Yeah. And part of it, I think it's interesting because, you know, I want to say, like, there's something to the idea of not, like, beating the game not being the point. But as a non-gamer, of course, it's, like, or at least non-defining myself as a gamer, I should say. You know, that to me, I was like, I feel like there's something to this that makes me feel really good as yeah. I play. And every single task that I accomplish kind of is, like, almost heartwarming about this, you know? And that to have this there's a lot about like sort of creation. There's a lot in here about doing the right thing, about doing good that ultimately, and then paired with this beautiful art and paired with this soundtrack to it as well. That is just really like, I mean, I'll wake up in the morning whistling it. That's awesome. <laughs> because it's just, it's happy. Yeah. It's really, it's meant, I think the whole game, if you're not super frustrated by it, is supposed to make you feel positively. You know, and that like it's just supposed to, it's a supposed to be a feel good game. And that really worked for me in playing it. Nice. What, and did you let your girls play it at all? I didn't, but I will. Yeah, it'd be I interesting to, to see what they think of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, report back next month. Because that's the thing about it is there's nothing in it that's like that. It's so it there's they can't die. There's nothing horrifyingly scary in it. Yeah. It's, and it, yeah, even if you don't press something in time, most of the bumpers you can still get to. And uh, yeah, it would be interesting yeah. to see how a five-year-old would play that. I'll let you know. Right. I mean, there's some stuff that's certainly going to be very difficult with child hands yeah, to do. True. But I mean, the thing with this game too, what I thought was really fun was that when I downloaded, it was kind of a whim and I played it and I was sitting there playing it. And then Keo was sitting next to me and he was like, actually, this does look kind of fun. And we just traded off and for two days we just sat there playing this game together which i thought was really fun like i there's not a lot that i've come across like we've played monkey island together and things like that um but there's usually a point at which it's like he's playing and i'm on my phone or something like that you know right. i'm like i've kind of lost interest a little bit or whatever and this really felt like both of us were very engaged the entire time i love it in the entire game so it's i think it's weirdly cooperative in a way that a lot of games aren't too and that might be by virtue of the fact that there's so much going on so like he can complete a task but it's not like oh you're beating the game without me yeah right that might be the <laughs> most for me personally the most lucasarts-esque thing about this game yeah is your gameplay with your with keo Right. Yeah. Which is the way that Jason and I would play games. Him yeah. playing like ninety percent of the game, but I would come in or I would see him do something, and I would come in and do a different part or whatever. And it's very collaborative in that sense. Which and you don't feel like, oh, Jason would probably feel weird when he would go to school and I would have like completed parts of the game or whatever, and he'd be pissed at me. But for the most part, my memory of it is it was very collaborative, and we welcomed the help. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, as long as you saved it, so I can still see the cutscene. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. exactly. No, I was a jerk about it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I forgot all those moments. <laughs> All right, <laughs> what's the drink? Let's do it. This game's pretty fun with frustration. When I was all done, I just had to question. What's the drink? What's the song? I can't always tell. I just want to know what game is Westy 12. All right, uh, the newest host of Mumph. Corey, would you like to say your drink first? This is great as my my newbie status just means that I get to be first yeah, on everything. Yeah, exactly. Which is actually just a lot of pressure, but Sweet. it's fine. Perfect. It's cool. No worries. Um, my drink for today is a Shirley Temple. Mm. Wow. Because it just feels like it's like the family friendly drink, the thing that's it's sweet and it's satisfying and it just makes you feel warm on the inside. And uh, that's how I feel playing this game is like just sitting there and I feel like a kid again. Like it's the thing that you go with your, you go with your dad to the tavern yep. and get a burger and a Shirley temple and he has his beer and you just sit together. And that's how I feel about this game. That's so it's a Shirley temple for me. It's very different than Jason in my uh, childhood, mm -hmm. but that's fine. That sounds nice. <laughs> Would have been would have been nice, Dad. <clears throat> I think that's gonna that's gonna well. <laughs> uh, there could be a lot I could add to that that would make it less heartwarming. But go ahead. 
Heartwarming. It sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm reaching back. I'm pulling yeah. from, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I went with a something that reminded me of a trip to Vegas with Ooh. a couple of my friends in 2010. And I, I ended up actually winning big the first night and like bought everyone lobster dinner. And like, it was an awesome time. And had I discovered what an AMF was. AMF? Yes. Have you seen this? Is that not a thing? Alien mindfuck. All right, cool. It's uh, vodka, gin, rum, tequila, curacao, sour, and 7-Up. Wow. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> it's adios, wow. motherfucker. Adios. Oh! I've yeah. heard it by its Christian name, not by the abbreviation. <laughs> <laughs> the cool abbreviation that the kids call it. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I discovered what an AMF was. Had a few of those that night. Uh, Pretty sure Ben knew it by its Christian. I did. I'm sure. Who knows what it was called by the end of the night? But anyway, <laughs> that's what this game reminded me of. Just like lots of fun, lots of bright colors. It reminded me of my experience of that night. Like lots okay. of fun, rewarding things, but also like a little disorienting throughout. And I didn't quite like finish it. And Vegas ended up being kind of, even though I won big, discovered this cool new drink. It wasn't all positive over those 72 hours I was there. Maybe that was too long to spend in Vegas. It is. Uh, <laughs> there's some ups and downs, you know, not a lot of sleep. Mm. So, so yeah, some good, some bad, but, but lots of bright colors and tasty things. I don't know. I'm done with the metaphor. Jason, what's your drink? Uh, no metaphors here, man. Uh, that island just took me away. I, I want a pina colada. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. Mm. Nice. I like that. That's a good straightforward pick. Yeah, and, and that just puts me in the mood to just hang out just enjoy the island with Yoku, like chill. Like Solid. maybe we deliver some mail, maybe we don't. I don't know. Right? Like the end of the day, sure, whatever do you. I do, do remember, Jason, when you and I went to uh, the Bahamas together, I think that same in 2010, and we, I discovered some, well, a daiquiri. I had my first daiquiri. Oh, yeah. And you had had daiquiris before. And you'd had pina coladas. You've had all these before. I never had any of these like flowery drinks. I had one and I was like, <laughs> we need we need more of these things. It was like the yeah. greatest yeah. taste. You it was like, like what's in this? Is... You're like, it's basically just rum and sugar and like some juice. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we need more of these now. This is amazing. You Did had like you... a full Thor moment. Yeah. Like another. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's very much what it was. What do you call this? Yeah, it was good. Ben, That's do you remember great. Sky Juice? Yes. Oh, yeah. We went into town and we got Sky Juice. That was good. What, sky any idea juice? what that was? That was probably rum and coconut are the only two things. Yeah, and and it was dairy in some way, so it might have been like coconut milk, or it was. Um, it was like orchata like a, with a Bahaman, rum. Yeah, orchata. Yeah, I'd say without like the orchata. cinnamon though. Yeah, uh, and then Jason, what's your song? Um, so one thing I didn't like about Yoko's Island is it just felt so contained, um, mm. and I was looking for a way to like escape because I wanted that open world promise of the open world pinball game. So I went with uh, Rupert Holmes' song "Escape," also known as "If You Like." That always reminds me of Shrek. That's by someone named Rupert Holmes. Right? And the song is actually called Escape. Yeah. What? No, I, I didn't really Stop feel constrained this. at all. Blew my mind. Wow. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Everyone's just be like, I'm sorry, what? That's not. <laughs> Rupert Holmes. Rupert. Yeah. <laughs> That can't be right. Yeah. Rupert. <laughs> I don't know who I thought it was by. Sounds like it'd be like a not James. Not someone named Rupert. Rupert Holmes. Rupert Holmes? Rupert. No. Holmes. No, I reject it. In the words <laughs> in the words of Adam Savage, I reject your hypothesis and <laughs> yes, substitute my, my own. own. Oh, good times. <laughs> All right. I went with Owl City and I oh. almost went with Fireflies, which is like yes. their one hit. And but I went with Cave In. Oh. Uh, just because they're basically all Owl City songs are basically the same, yeah. especially back then. But yeah, uh, it was very video game like synth and sounds of sound effects. Like it almost sounds like it could just like fit in with a pinball Metroidvania type game. Uh, but a lot of imagery uh, and ideas from the game were represented in the lyrics for me. The, the chorus of the of the song is, "I've had just about enough of quote diamonds in the rough." And all the like, the diamonds that you get are those diamonds or gems or whatever that you get, the little ruby yeah, things yeah. That you get. Little purple things. So that was me. I kind of had enough of that. I was as soon as I found out you had to get like twelve of those or twenty of those, I was like, that's too many. I've been at this too long. <laughs> uh, and then because my backbone is paper thin, this is a stretch, but a dung beetle's back uh, literally, they're very tiny animals. Oh. 
Uh, get, You're pushing it. You're pushing it. Get me out of this cavern or I'll cave in. I'll cave in. I'll cave in. Which is how I felt at times in the game. Which I'm presenting a very negative feeling to this game. It was not overtly negative. I think I was just having fun, but ultimately just kind of like constantly wondering like, where, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Where am I supposed to go next? I was kind of stressed as I was like enjoying the micro fun, if that makes sense. Ooh, micro fun. Kind of like that phrase. Do you? Okay, cool. No, I like it. <laughs> I feel good fun. about micro fun. Sweet. All right, Corey, <laughs> what's your song? It goes along with the Shirley Temple a little bit, but my song is Birdhouse in Your Soul. Nice. Oh, so good. But they might be giants. You can hear in the end by the light switch. Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. And it goes along with what I was saying earlier about how this song is all about sort of like doing good and just kind of like, you know, you're just yeah. rolling about like trying to do the best you can for everybody. And I feel like that's that song, you know, it's like make a little birdhouse like being in your, your little glowing friend. And yeah. he's just trying to like, he's trying to light your lighthouse. He's trying to, you know, stand on a rocky place, shore and keep the keep the beaches, the beaches shipwreck, shipwreck free. free. You know, yeah. like that's what Blue this... Canary in the Outlet by the Light Switch. Who watches over you? Oh, so good. Not do but do find a point on it. Album comes out. Oh, good. Oh my gosh. So that's like like that's my sentiment that I feel about the entire game is kind of just like the sentiment behind that entire song yeah. is this game for me. That's good. Good way to sum it up. Yay. <laughs> All right. What else have we been playing? Um, the Messenger, which is the first on my diorama point in a second. All so right. All right. It's, it's it's a blast, but I'll, I'll tell you all about it in just a moment. Uh, I don't have, don't really have anything to plug. Sometimes we plug games that are like, oh, this was almost a month game. I've been playing it. Not really. I've been in my free time other than Yoku. I've been playing Vista Golf, which we've talked about, which is just kind oh, of an, yeah. an endless mini golf on my phone. <laughs> Lots of Scrabble again on my phone. Okay. And I don't even play like the hardest level. So I'm not really even challenging my brain. <laughs> not sure what that's about psychologically. Yeah, there's something there. I started playing Oxen Free again. Yeah. Oxen free! I love that game, but is I'm that a, a phone thing too? It is a phone thing. Yeah, is have, it? Uh, yeah. Oh. So I, I it's, it's, Corey. I think you'd like it. Um, Slow down. Yeah, I think you'd like it. I worry about putting things on my phone because I don't want to be that person who's like always out on their phone. No, this and and get it for Switch instead. Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. and share it with Keo and like spend some time like just hanging out yeah. with it because it's so, just it's a good creepy game. Night in the Woods Ooh. might I'd still put Night in the Woods ahead of that. That's a, yes, I actually looked that game. one up and I had it open in a tab for a while but cool. then I forgot to actually, you know, we'll, we'll bring pull it up the every month. Yeah, <laughs> and eventually I'm bound to actually try it. Night, You'll Night wear in the Woods me is, down. Is absolutely your game, but I think Oxen Free would be a game that you would enjoy on a dark evening when you want to tell a scary story. Can you just remind game, like, me of this in October when all I yes, want to do yes. is like, yeah, look at New Englandy dark things? Yes. Is it? I think it's only like a two or three hour game. Yeah, it's not. God, Jason, long. you and I played it together. I think, I think it just went. So, so for me, that's like nine, ten. No, 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 no. Hours. It's no. very linear, very story yeah. narrative driven. Yeah. There's not a lot of puzzles There's to figure no puzzles. out. Let's okay. let's do this in October. Let's make this our our one yeah. of our. Uh, yeah. Let's live stream it. I'll play it together. And, oh, and that's great. That'd be awesome to do. Yes. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm psyched. Sweet. You guys awesome can see how bad I am at it at real time. <laughs> uh, comment along. I, I do yeah. think. I'll go for it. We'll torture you by trying to make it more scary. Yes, for sure. <laughs> that That is one of our, that's one of my favorite month episodes is our Oxen Free episode, yes. which is last July or August. Because we, Jason and I edited it together. And we did lots of weird like time jumps and like radio things. A lot of effects and and things and creepy How things from the game this? we put in the yeah. podcast episode, which I love. I'll go back and check that out, yeah. or maybe I shouldn't. So it's don't. Fresh yeah, yeah, maybe don't. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I yeah. won't do that. There you I go. Don't do it. Oh, it's so fun. All right, got a couple more months. Uh, anyone else? Did we cover everybody? Oh uh, no, you didn't, you didn't ask me. Didn't ask. Too, her, there's too many people here. How am I supposed to keep track of everyone? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> what am I? Chuck All right, what, was it Corey? Was that your name? Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. Did you play any My other games? My name is Corrigan Vaughn. I uh, played a game called Isoland. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. And it's another puzzle game, but it has more like legitimate puzzle elements where like you're doing things like some of the stuff is just trying to like figure out like, oh, do I, I need this tool for stuff just like you would do in this or Monkey Island or whatever. 
Um, but then there's other things that are like, here's this weird thing that has a pattern on it that you have to figure out and put together in some way. And you may have seen it on a wall in oh, some random yeah. room. Um, and like, or you're just trying to figure it out like on your own and things like that. But so it's puzzles in both like sort of the just puzzle game sense and puzzles in the way that like you were trying to put something together, you would do a puzzle. And it's really like, it's fun and it's frustrating. And there were definitely times that Keo and I were sitting here and we we're like, I don't know. You gotta, we gotta Google it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. just no way. I have no idea. But like it makes you feel very accomplished when you when you do get something without using stuff. So it's kind of hard. And the way that the game runs is like you play through it once, and then in order to do like the second part of the game, you have to play through it again from the beginning. Oh. And so there's a part of it that's a little frustrating about that, but also certain little things change about it when you play it the second time through. Jason so, loves those kinds of games. I, I was just going to say yeah. that sounds like he's <laughs> like, This is very Doki yeah. Doki, Jay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Isoland oh, is what it's called. There's a second one we haven't played yet, but oh, nice. um, I had fun with it. I enjoyed it, even though at times it was frustrating. Again, puzzles are not my forte, but really enjoyed it. Nice. I liked it. And it's like two ninety nine or something like that oh, sweet. on know. the Switch. Oh, okay. Gotta check yeah. that out. That's good because yeah. that that's the first game on our list of what we might be playing this next month. What is the name of that <laughs> segment that I totally messed up? Uh, What's the, the next game? game? What's the picking the next game? All right, so we have well, ISO. You can pick your nose. You can pick your friends. You can't pick our next game unless <laughs> it's a go. good suggestion. Then you probably can. There we go. Yeah. Nope. yeah. Done. All right, Jason. You have five, four, or five other games yes. you're gonna throw right. out there. Well, the one I'm gonna knock out right away. Because we don't have the uh, we we don't all have the devices to play it. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah. Observation is a game that just came out. It looks really cool. We can talk about it later. Maybe when it comes out for more platforms. Uh, but right now it's just PC and PS4. So we'll skip right by. Cool. Uh, other than to say, I really. I'm want like, to play I have it. a PC. Not. not uh, well, you you've got a PC, but like, can it? Is it like a a good one? Because you know, I don't have <laughs> like a gaming one. PC that a, that know. a gamer would have. You know, like a gamer. <laughs> um, I don't. All right, so you're going to throw games uh, up there, and then we're all going to vote on it, which we can do yeah. now. <gasps> yes. Unless we all three we'll pick three different games. <laughs> all right, so we got Isolate. Right. That's number one. All right. Uh, number two is The Messenger, uh, which is mm -hmm. still Metroidvania, which is the style of Yoku's Island. Lots more death. Did you say lots more death? Lots more death. I okay. just had my 200th death. Too many. Ooh. What happens when you uh, die? So not... Uh, you just go back to like the most recent checkpoint. All right, I'm in. Oh. Yeah, there, it's pretty cool. I like to think that's what happens in real life too. There's <laughs> they, they have worked in a diegetic reason for it. There's a little angel oh. that sits, or demon thing that sits on your shoulder and brings you back, and then snarkily comments about it. But like, Speaking oh. of angels and demons, though, just real quick, you guys need to watch when um, Neil Gaiman's Good Omens comes out. Oh, saw the first episode. Wait. Yes. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, all right. Anyways, Hello. continue. Yeah. Sweet. So, uh, like, if you fall off a cliff or something, he'll be like, oh, did you think that was a secret passage? Yeah, my <laughs> brother told me that, that one time. Oh, dark. Uh, okay. It's, I like it. Like, all right. So it's very like meta, that. very reflective. Not a slow clicker, though, right? Not a slow clicker. So that's and that's how we like, need to define our game. have to, you know, all right, not be able a, to, all right. to hit those buttons quick. That's what she said. Hey, yo. Uh, all right, next game. Kentucky Route Zero, uh, which is um, Kentucky Route Zero? How do you want to say it? Anyway, it's a uh, point-and-click adventure. Um, it seems like it's about um, being on the road. It is somewhat dark and heavy and paranoid, some conspiracy theories. And people really, really like it. And I've had a couple people come up to me and say, oh, yeah, you would love Kentucky Route Zero. So it's one of those games that we will play at some point, and it's very much Ooh. on my list. Available okay. for Switch, uh, available for lots of things, but also the it has four acts that are out. It was released serially, yes, that's and right. the final act is coming out at the end of the year, okay, probably. So, might want to save that, um, or so would well, we want to yeah. save to do all four in one month? I don't know. I mean, are they? I've never done it. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how much is how long yeah. is an act? I'll, how about we put that one on the back burner? Then I'll play the first yeah. act, and then we'll perfect, talk. perfect. All that's right. a good plan because that sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, you've yeah. piqued my interest. Yeah, definitely. Life is strange. Yeah. Um, which oh, I think Keo is... loves. Okay. That there you go. Game. This is. I've got friends that this is their favorite game. Wow. Season two is out now, and 
it's but it's it will end in December, so this would give us time to catch up before season two ends. Um, I think that that's got to be in the next like two or three games we play. I mean, um, it's like it's like the metaphor for mental health game, basically. Yeah. Which yeah, it's a just, lot of people I know love it. Not is, just my husband. It's like the AAA version of Celeste, then Jay. Uh, yeah, but more uh, quick time events. You know, choose this or choose that. Uh, uh, more. Um, oh, really? Telltale uh, Game of Thrones type thing. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Does it actually affect the game other than the Telltale? Yes, yes, in dramatic ways. Oh, cool. From what I've heard. All right. There's like, oh. it's, from what I've heard, and I, luckily I don't remember it, at the end of the game, you have to choose between like major things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is my number one yeah, so it's far. Vi- this it's, is super yeah, intriguing. It's almost a little traumatic. Wow. And you've played that it before, Corey. I haven't right? played it. Well, I played like the first. 15 minutes of it and then I handed the thing to Keo and he played the rest of it and I just okay. watched but you watched yeah perfect yeah and then uh, a dark horse for me that I'm really excited about um, friends of Ringo Ishikawa uh, and you may know Ringo Ishikawa of course uh, most famous uh, from 2012 uh, game 7 of the NLCS now the stretch here it comes swing and there's a drive deep into right field way back there Uh, that's his brother Travis. Oh, oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, walk off Homer. Um, yeah. And Ringo, Ringo Ishikawa. No, I don't know who he is. Uh, okay, so this game kind of reminds me of Golf Story uh, in weird ways. And I just want to show you the trailer. Very uh, Double Dragon is what it reminds me of. But about 40 seconds in, the game style will change dramatically. Oh. Not the graphics, just the, the style of gameplay. Like, people's oh, this is a different game. Oh, all of a sudden, he's just drinking and smoking in a cafe. Yes. Yes. And he's just lifting weights in a suit. Uh-huh. He's still going out with Dasuke. Yeah. Playing some pool. I like the music a lot. Yeah, me too. He's doing homework? Is he a high schooler? <laughs> or maybe he's taking a test? He's not doing well on his homework. I actually feel like I don't even need to watch this. I'm just enjoying Ben's commentary. Is he going to the he, auto shop? The very he, frenetic. He's playing video poker at a bar? Oh, yeah, my he gosh. Is. He's failing. School. How's his grades? How's his grades, Ben? Oh, my gosh. He's doing terribly. He's smoking cigarettes on the dock. <sighs> He's throwing Ugh. stones into the water. He's walking by a dead body. He's getting punched by green dudes. At least he has a friend who's helping him. Oh, a bunch of blue friends. Oh, <laughs> looks like those are the friends. Of oh, those are the Ringo friends of Ringo. I did Boom. it. I did the thing. Boom. Boom. Do you guys watch Barry at all? Yes. This but that's the title. Oh, they can't cut that. Oh, okay. Never mind. Cool. Yeah, that this was is... never mind. Keo's all caught up on it. This is maybe Keo should be on this show and not me. <laughs> You know what? I was going to wait a couple months to ask that. Yeah, like, can we actually can we do a trade? This is really, it's all, yeah. I see. The jig is up, you guys. I see uh, where this was going. He has uh, a better podcast so, voice anyway. So, Corey, which game Not would uh, Keel want to play the most here? No. <laughs> Just out of curiosity. No reason. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Uh, all right, so let me finish we my, might save that one. Yeah, yeah. Let me finish my pitch on Ringo. Um, so, Ben, do you remember me playing Persona 5? It sounds familiar. And that you being like, that game sounds so weird. Like you're fighting demons, but then you're also like trying to get the right answer in your US history class. Yes, yes, yes. And you have to read books on the bus because you gotta maximize your time so that you get good grades. Oh my gosh, stop talking. Okay. It's somebody took like that is like a triple A Japan style game that like there's a whole series of these. Um and somebody basically took that idea and was like, well, we could do that. And just not do like really fancy graphics, just do like, you know, bit art and 8-bit art style stuff. Have Double Dragon be the actual fighting part of it rather than some com- complex fighting system we'd have to create. Right. And we can do all of the fun interaction stuff of you building relationships. Gotcha. With That's characters, the golf story thing. Gotcha. Uh, things like that. Now, the big thing that I like this about more than Persona 5 is Persona 5, I was 12 hours in and still doing tutorials. And... That was the moment when I was like, I think I'm out. <laughs> I understand that this is a game that you, you can speed oh through in less than 80 hours. I'm looking at the gameplay. Like, it looks so intense. Yeah. I checked the how long to beat on Ringo. Six hours. Oh, nice. Main and extras, 14. So even if I fall into a hole, it's doable. Yeah. And uh, Life, Life is Strange is about 12 hours. Yeah. Uh, the Messenger is 10. Okay. Uh, I don't know Kentucky Route Zero. Life is yeah. Strange, I'm in on Life is Strange. That's my vote. Core? I mean, I, I guess I already have it, so sure. There you go. Uh, my, vote was, <laughs> was my vote was going to be uh, Ringo, but 
I'll go Life is Strange because I mean that looks interesting, but you know, well, I'll, I'll let it percolate. I hope it makes its yeah. way back up. Yeah, I think it will. I think this is probably good, good. a few of our games we're going to do this year. So with a few Yay. '80s and '90s games uh, sprinkled in there. So Life is Strange is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Sweet. Do it. All right, I'm going to be playing it because nope. it's available on everything. We should say what we're playing it on. I'm probably going to play it on my Xbox One. I believe I have it for PS4. Sweet. It must be on a PC because I remember actually we just hooked up hooked it up to the TV, so I'll be playing it on the PC. Sweet. Ben Corey may actually have a gaming PC. Um, I may have spoken <laughs> too soon. She may be a real gamer. She's a gamer. <laughs> you underestimated me. She games. I'm a gamer. I have all kinds of things. It's mostly Sonic the Hedgehog and things I played with you on this thing. But Sweet. you know. Sweet. But I got I got I got the Steam. It's true. That's how gamers <laughs> say it. Steam. That's how they say it. Yeah, that's how they say it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Both in the news. Uh, the Jason, you sent this to me, so why don't you why don't you say it to the you people? Tell me which one we picked. Is it the uh, Playdate? Oh, dude, this is a new gaming system, a handheld gaming system from the company that funded Firewatch. Am I getting that right, Ben? Yeah, Panic. And um, it's called Playdate, and it's going to be a subscription-based handheld game where it will have 12 games and they will come out um over a course of i think a year i'm assuming yeah uh with one a month yep it's got two buttons uh one of those plus style you know old nintendo controllers classic is original game boy yeah black and white uh not backlit uh, <laughs> classic the worst boy. idea ever yeah i hate it i'm 100% I hate in this wait, a lot wait. it has a crank on the side and you use the crank to control the game. So in one of the first games that comes out, Cranky you can fast forward and crank. rewind the game using the crank. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so I in. am so in on it. I'm so, mm, I hate I it. I will pre-order this the day pre-order is <laughs> available. Yeah. It, I I'm so in. Um mm. yeah. So So uh, the, this, this, make you the buy games, one. You have to play all the no, games. All of the play <laughs> games we play will be side quests that Corey will not want to or she'll just oh, be there to laugh at us as we talk about the games. Oh, that'll set us up for a year of side quests. That'd be great. That'd be great. There you go. Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah, it sounds terrible, but I'm happy for you. All right, let's end the episode. Thank you so much. We appreciate your um patronizing us. Um anyway, uh until next month. You can patronize us on Patreon. You can patronize us. You can literally patronize us at patreon.com slash month. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email, it's all on our website. Men of low moral fiber.com. Uh and thank you again, Corey, for joining us. And we're excited to to have you join us every single month now. Here, here, me too, guys. Oh, you're gonna regret this so hard. (laughs) We need a new outro. And Corey, I'm excited to see how you join our outro because ours happened spontaneously the first time we did it. Let's just see what happens. I have been Ben. I will be Jason. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a mighty pirate. I am a gamer. And now I will devour your god. (laughs) It'll get better next month. That's a good one. I like it.